the Son of Man is to be handed over to men. Within our own daily lives, we carry our own perception, our own image, our own vision of what God, Jesus, is. Some of us hold this image that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-telling. But in that, he can do as we want. If God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-telling, when I pray to him and ask him to heal me, he therefore should heal me. If I am suffering and I pray to be alleviated or removed from that suffering, I expect to be removed from that suffering. But when that image, that perception of God is challenged and made difficult, we don't know how to understand, how to interpret that image. When our prayer goes unanswered, when our suffering, our pain continues, when we pray for our loved one to continue to recover from physical ailment and yet ends up passing away, our understanding, our perception, our, our image of God becomes tainted, becomes difficult. And just like the disciples today, become hard to understand. The meaning is hidden from them because they are, themselves are not ready to fully understand, or to fully grasp what that means, what that truly means in their life. In the midst of our difficulties, whether that's pain, whether that's suffering, whether that's our health, at that moment when we're enduring, embracing, and holding on to that suffering, we too don't understand why God is doing that. Some of us may assume and jump to the conclusion that I've done something wrong and therefore God is punishing me for these things. But in reality, we true, like the disciples today, do not understand. But as we reflect, as we continue to wrestle with those moments, those difficulties, do we truly understand what it was meant for us to do, what it was meant for us to be? Some of you may have heard the story before, but I would like to share it again. About two, a little more over two years ago, I was at seminary still, and my grandfather in October was on his deathbed. He went into the hospital a couple two weeks before with some pains. And so, you know, he's a very strong man and really never showed to his kids or grandkids how much pain he was in ever. But he was in so much pain that day that my father took him to the hospital. And I've never seen my father so shaken up and so afraid in his life until he FaceTimed me and said, I have bad news for you. Your grandfather has stage four pancreatic cancer. And so I'm sitting there looking and asking myself, why? Just then praying and asking and begging the Lord, I'm almost done with my seminary formation. I'm almost done, about to get ordained here. Can you just spare his life so that he can see me get ordained, he see me walk up to the altar and celebrate mass 
before you take him. Because my image of God at that moment was to plead on his behalf, to beg for his love for my grandfather. And so as he comes home, he ends up being put on palliative care. And at that time, I ran to my seminary formator, ran to the rector and said, my grandfather is on his deathbed right now. Can I go home to see him? And this was right in the midst of the COVID pandemic at its peak. And he says, I'm sorry, but the only thing I can offer for you now at this moment with everything going on is for you to drive back and forth from San Antonio to Fort Worth and to visit him and to be with family. At that point again, I was frustrated and angry with God. Why are you doing this to me? I've dedicated my life for eight years in seminary formation for you. I've done all this. I've abandoned the world to serve you, to be a minister for you, and you're doing this to me. The person I loved and cherished and cared for the most is now on his deathbed, and you're telling me that I have to drive back and forth from San Antonio to Fort Worth every day so that I can be home with my family, to be at my grandfather's deathbed at his side. And you say that that is just? You say that you are a God that's loving, compassionate, and caring? I don't see that love, that compassion, that care you speak of, God. And as I did that for two weeks straight, that last Saturday when I was meant to go home and to be with him, I get a call from my father at four o'clock in the morning and said, your grandfather has just passed. I didn't get to be at his bedside when he took his last breath. I didn't get to be with my family when they mourn the loss of a good father, a brother, a grandfather, a great-grandfather. And so through this whole time, just complaining and griping and angry at God, why did you do this? Why would you do this to me? But now after two years of not understanding it and praying with it, and wrestling with it, I truly didn't understand. I truly didn't see where God wanted me to be, where God wanted me to understand and see. Because his invitation for me to understand was in the midst of trial, tribulation, and difficulty, I'm going to push you to different limits. As a priest, I'm going to stretch you and make you uncomfortable in different ways. I'm going to ask you to do things that may lead you to unhappiness. But the question for you, my son, is do you trust me enough to lead you? Do you trust me enough to not understand what's going on in front of you, but continue to follow me? Because you know that that trust will lead to the crucifixion, that trust will lead to suffering. That trust will lead to sacrifice. But are you ready? Are you willing to trust me in all of that? That's what he was trying to show me in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of my understanding and challenges 
of who God was. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, as we continue our daily life, continue our journey as disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ, we're not going to always completely understand where God is leading us, what God is doing in our life, and all the suffering and challenges we are enduring in our life. But there's meaning to all of that. There's purpose to all of that. We may not know now, we may not know later, but for sure when we see God face to face in heaven, all of it will begin to make sense. Amen.